2: Everyone, good evening. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Not yet, Dan, not yet. I'll introduce you in a second. I've
3: peaked too
2: soon. You've peaked. Um, Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Friday night. Got two great guys with me. I'm going to introduce them in a second. What I do want to say is it is the North London Derby tomorrow. And... I. I'm always, always, always very excited about this. Very nervous, but very excited. So tonight I decided to bring a Spurs fan on. Now, before anyone says anything, does anything, okay, Daniel is actually a personal friend of mine. Nothing to do with social media. um, And he's not one of those Spurs fans that's a bit of a twat. I promise you, he's okay. (laughs) So, Daniel, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Treat me gently. It's good to be here.
2: Yes, of course. We've known each other many, many years and you know I'm not like that. We'll have a little bit of banter, (laughs) but I'm not like that. That's
3: all Um, fair game.
2: Yeah, of course. We'll have a bit of a laugh. Obviously, if if me and Alan start mentioning trophies, I feel like you're going to be a bit left out. But, you know, don't worry, I won't leave you out too (laughs) much.
3: We can do European trophies if you like, Emma, you got?
2: Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> we've got we've got European trophies. Um oh, so, hold on, let me turn my phone off. Um, also I'd like to welcome back to the show. Um, good friend of the same old Arsenal podcast and good friend of me as well, Mr. Alan Elgar. How are you? How
1: are you doing? Yeah, good to see you.
2: It's been a weird couple of months, hasn't it? Because all of a sudden, you're looking at football, we've had breaks where we obviously they weren't Land breaks. Arsenal top of the league, which weirdly does still sound found. Unsta- sorry, still sound very weird. And yeah. now, all of a sudden, it seems to have come very quickly. This North London derby, hour, doesn't it? So, yeah. And
1: even looking at the table, you're looking at like some teams have only played six games, and it seems like the season's been going for. You know, Many, many more weeks than that. It's just, it's been odd, as you say, with the enforced break, sad passing the Queen. And then obviously this international break, last one before we break again for a long, long time for, for yeah. the World Cup. So it's, it is a very unusual season. We spoke about the COVID season, you know, two seasons ago, everyone saying unprecedented. But actually, you know, the breaks and stops and starts within this season are going to be roughly similar, albeit mm. happily with fans in the ground.
2: Well, weirdly, with the World Cup coming. But before we start any of that, before we start any of that, Dan, you've never d- been able to do me a little Spurs preview show. Normally I have Max on, it's your turn. Um, so I'd like to welcome you to the show. And Thank being you. being a Spurs fan, you are not really amongst friends here, are you? So we're all friends. We're all friends, just not football friends. So um then tell everybody what you do because i know you work at tottenham I do. What do.
3: so i mean first and foremost i'm a spurs fan right i've been a season ticket holder since the age of five which is ooh, 47 years now so you can do, you can do the maths i've worked at tottenham for the last 23 years um I've, i i commentate basically so i dispersed tv for the first 18 years uh commentating on tottenham's games home and away and for the last sort four or five years, I've done a commentary for the visually impaired. So there's a bunch of fans inside the ground that can't see properly in some cases can't see at all at Tottenham the lucky ones i thought i'd say that before you do and <laughs> um, but joke's aside we paint the pictures for them so all the things that we take for granted like stupid little things like when the subs warm up there's a round of applause in the corner where the women are away from the action they don't know what that is you know, what color the goalkeeper's kits are what color the referee's kits are today all that type of thing and we describe the action for them and uh, yeah it's really re- Uh, rewarding. I'm also a trustee of a charity the club helped set up back, uh, it's actually 20 years ago next month, which helps former players of the club um, that are in a bit of financial difficulty later in life for whatever reason. Um, I I genuinely wish more clubs did that. Um, We're we're independent of the club. They help us to a certain extent with a bit of funding and fundraising, but it's really worthwhile. There's a few clubs that have that now and, uh, you know, certainly in our case you know our heroes from the 60s um they are in their 70s and 80s now they didn't earn the sort of money that today's players do and Mm. they genuinely need help and it's really worthwhile and really rewarding so i'm proud to be part of that
2: it's very good what you do for the visually impaired you never think about that actually that you know obviously if someone's clapping they want to know what's going on and who and you know what way they're kicking off and yeah, yeah. no that that's that's a really good oh god I've got to like you now through the whole podcast. <laughs> so how can I have a go at you? Um you can. so also welcome to everyone in the chat room and there is a mutual friend of ours in the chat room Dan David Katz has come to say hey. hello and I, David and I it, it. I'm gonna put little David up to say hello. Hi David um I think he's back in Israel at the moment but David of David's known my family, wow, for about forty-five years, and he's a friend of yours as well, isn't he? So he is, uh,
3: he is, and, and also just mentioning the visually impaired, David is legally blind. Yeah. So um, you know, he has a charity as well, which I happen to chair his his foundation. Um, it's, it's an incredible story of David. Very, very briefly, he, he was a Fleet Street photographer, big Arsenal fan, and he's photographed all around the world. Um, you know. Prime Ministers, Presidents, Sovereigns, and he did it as a legally blind photographer. It's an amazing story.
2: He is an amazing guy. And let me tell you something about David that uh, you probably don't know, is that David took the pictures at the Islington Town Hall in 1989. I had to mention it, see? He was on the balcony with Tony Adams. So my pictures that I've got, the very exclusive ones that no one else has got, is from David. So all those years ago back in 89, so that's so weird, David. I have just realised it was you and I think you took a photo of us, me and my family in the crowd outside the town hall as well. So welcome to the show, David, but it's lovely to have you here. I'm sure you're only here to see your mate, Dan, but welcome anyway. Um, and also hello to everybody else in the chat room as well. Very remiss of me not say hello. I'm sure we're all plots in. I'm sure we're all very excited about tomorrow. Al, are you off to the Emirates tomorrow with me?
1: I am indeed. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to two Premier League games tomorrow because you know one's not enough. So, are mm-hmm. well, you going off to West
2: Ham? West,
1: yeah, heading to West Ham straight afterwards uh, for a bit of work. They're they're nicely spaced out either side of the three pm games. So, uh, you'll obviously so- the, the big the big one is the morning one. This it, just West Ham's just for dessert, but. um <laughs> It's one of those weird ones. I, I don't like twelve thirty kickoffs on a no. Saturday. I really Absolutely. don't. I think it's the worst kickoff you can have yeah, in the 100%. Premier League. I really 100%. hate it, and um, I think the games take a while to get going, even if it's a big game like this. I genuinely think that it is probably one of the worst games, you get, worst kickoffs you can have for a derby. Um, I, I mean, I, that's no excuse because I think it affects both teams. But I just. I just hope the atmosphere is as buzzy as it would be for a, you know a 2pm sunday 4:30 sunday you know the kind of pitch, uh, the kind of time we usually kick off in this game um just 12:30 on a saturday just says to me that it'll be a slow starting game and the crowd might be a little bit quiet
2: yeah Cole stark agrees with you hate hey, 12:30 kickoffs you know what it's a real weird one we we used to Al, not play well at the midday kickoffs we haven't done too badly last season and this season. So as much as I, I, I'm with you, and I don't think really anyone does, but I disagree with you, I think the crowd is going it, to it's gonna explode tomorrow because what Daniel doesn't know is that now all you Spurs fans that say the Emirates is really quiet, its it's gone the other way, Dan. It is so loud. Forget the fact that we've got North London forever, which is – I absolutely love it. And it's going to get everybody up, apart from the little corner, a lot of you lot, um, that the crowd don't stop singing. And what you're going to notice, Dan, where you'll be standing next to you, we've got a new group of fans called the black Ashburton Jet. Army that I've do that. not stop. They've got the black arse. I think it's the black Arsenal and top. They're all wearing it. Yeah. They don't stop in the clock ends, which is fantastic because they've not been known to be the loud stand. It's always been the North Bank. So I disagree with Alan. I think the atmosphere is going to be absolutely mental tomorrow. For a start, we're top of the league. What are you, third now?
3: Yeah, we go top if we win or when we win, right? (laughs)
2: I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything.
3: Jokes aside, aside I'm talking about the atmosphere, and I'm not going into the whole library thing, but one of the things that's really different about the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the Emirates, and I have been to the Emirates a lot over the last year, where your upper tier ends and you've got the sort of roof, that's exposed, that's open. At Tottenham, that's built in with glass, and the sound bounces off that and comes back. That makes a massive, massive difference to the noise. Well, really I'll does. tell you another thing that makes I'll tell
2: you what difference. makes another difference. Go on, Al. You,
1: defi- you definitely play crowd sound.
3: We don't. We absolutely don't. We don't. I'm, I'm telling you we don't. I'm, listen, I'm involved there, right? I'm telling you 100% for a fact that's a- absolute nonsense. It's so it does well-known that you do. I, I, it's I not work happening. At,
1: I work at Tottenham Games, so maybe I go to maybe one every three or four home games you have, and... There's not a chance that's actually generated by that. It is at end.
3: What do you do there? Because I work on the matchday production.
1: Um, well, my company, my company sponsored Tottenham, so I, I sometimes okay. have to be there for games entertaining. Right. So obviously, I'm staying dead quiet when those songs are being sung. <laughs> and to my left, and it is an impressive, an extremely impressive stand. Yeah. You know that what you've managed yeah, to do to cut yeah. out. And and keep the and keep the uh, the corners in, but I'm almost certain, and would stake, uh, <laughs> almost stake my life on the fact that those speakers somehow start playing the sound of whichever song's being sung just before it gets sung. So it's as if they're st- provoking uh, that. And it's uh, uh, yeah, I'm I, I think, I I think I've seen an online would... article about it, so I'm going to try and prove it one way or the other, Daniel. But Please. it is impressive and it is loud, and no. I, no. I you know I think it is a big factor. And it's always something that maybe you guys had over us is that our home crowds were quiet. I think it's a bit of a myth to say that Highbury was. It was just obviously, as you've just said, with the Emirates design, Highbury was wide open on every corner. And everyone thought that was quiet. But for for certain matches, it wasn't. I think, yeah, I think a lot of Tottenham fans will be surprised by how the Emirates has changed. Yeah, like I
3: said, I've been there a lot over over the last year. It has got louder. Um, as you said, Amanda, you've got the fans that wear the black shirt behind the goal. And being being blunt, you've had a lot more to sing about over over the last few months. Right. So it's it's going to get loud. Tomorrow's going to be interesting. The 12.30 kickoff. Alan, I agree with you 100 percent. It is a flat time. It doesn't generate a good atmosphere typically. So tomorrow's going to be really interesting. I'm going and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um,
1: Amanda, I've just seen someone said in the chat the twelve The Brentford game was 12 noon and we and we won there. Yeah, I'm talking about the atmosphere generated by the home fans, and if you think yeah. about it, Brentford was as flat as anything. So yeah. she's proved my point with that message.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> I think it was different. Lynn. Come on now, it's a North London derby. It's Arsenal Tottenham. We and and I just want to go back on Daniel's point, Daniel. I understand what you're saying about a lot to sing about, but this started halfway through last season. It did you away- <laughs> yeah. The away away fans have not stopped, okay? That then was brought into the Emirates last year. It it isn't now because we're top of the league and we're doing well and, you know, it's great football. It started halfway through last season. All of a sudden, the Emirates was a bit louder. It helped with the North London Forever um, anthem coming in, Um, and it helped that for some reason a lot of people's mindsets changed and realise positivity helps more than the negativity. That's what I think. Um, Go on, Al.
1: I think it was a combination of three unrelated things. I think the first thing was the wars, the sort of almost civil war between Wenger in, Wenger out. Everyone had had two years to get over that, two, three years to get over that. And I totally agree. It was halfway through last season. There, There was another thing, halfway through last season... Um, the people that had asked whether or not they wanted to buy their season tickets back or have half season tickets for other people, especially in club level and places like that. And I actually think what happened was a lot of the fair weather fans that just thought it'd be okay to have a season ticket at the Emirates because Arsenal, you know, were a big club in London maybe t- t- ten, 10 years ago when, uh, when the Emirates was, was fresh and new they suddenly thought, well, you know, maybe I won't, maybe I don't really support the club that much. And I think we lost a lot Luckily, they were replaced by people that wanted to be there and wanted to cheer on the team. And that was the beauty of it. And again, I think that that, that clock-end group is is probably part of that. I mean, when mm-hmm. when have we been able to, in the, the first sort of 10, 15 years of the Emirates, been able to get a group of, Young lads together that can a afford to go and b sit with their mates, and 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 it's a huge thing that that has that has occurred, and I mean, it was incredible. The last game, I forget the last home game, was it Aston Villa, Aston Villa or Fulham, wasn't it? Um,
2: I can't remember.
1: Well, the amazing we thing for me, <laughs> the amazing thing for me is that people were up in club level singing. People were up in the upper tier singing in places that you would never have ever expected, in game in a game that you know, albeit two one, both of them tight like games, but you had you had people up singing and I I found it incredible, and it can only get better and um mm-hmm. I, and I also feel that it was also a sort of acceptance that you don't win everything you you know you will have bad times as a supporter. And it, it does shake those fair-weather fans from, from the fan base. And things people want to be there, are there. And they want to support the team. And you, you're not going to win everything. You're not going to always be up there. And sometimes those, those tough times are, are the fun times. I mean, you, you'll remember the early 80s, Amanda. And I remember like, that was my first time going to Highbury. Arsenal hadn't won a thing for ages. And, you know, we, we had changing manager every now and again, you know, Terry Neal, Don Howe. And actually... At those times, nobody was really expecting to win anything, and that's why the late '80s and what George Graham achieved yeah. were were they felt they felt like amazing achievements because nobody expected it to happen, and and then had that dip before. Um, yeah. So all I'm saying, Daniel, is this sort of franchise without a trophy will mean that if you do win one soon. It'll
3: be amazing to feel feel that way. <laughs> oh, totally, so totally. No, Listen, it's a, you know what you said is bang on, right? You have to go through the bad times to enjoy the good times, and that's why all the Chelsea fans that remember Mickey Droy, you know, when they were playing in the second division every week. Good luck to them. It's the plastic fans that have come on since Abramovich. They're the ones you know that you have no time for, and it's the same for the Arsenal fans, right? Completely. Spurs and Arsenal. Spurs and Arsenal, not too dissimilar. All right, you've had more success of late can't deny that obviously but you know two, two similar clubs similar standing you know we had great times in the 60s early 70s early 80s you had it you had it as well and that I think there has to be a bit of mutual respect there despite despite the rivalry and the fact that both North London clubs at the moment are doing well that has to be a good thing for North London as well I think that has to be and again couldn't agree with you more that you, you hear so many managers talking about the fans being the 12th man, if you can have that at home, then that's only going to help the side. You know, you had the Wenger in, the Wenger out. Then you had the Arteta problems as well. The fact now that everyone seems to be behind behind the manager, behind the club, that's got to be a good thing for Arsenal. It
2: is. Until until tomorrow. (laughs) It is, and it's slightly different because Arsenal won um, the FA Cup in 79. That was my first memory of a cup final. I wasn't there. But I was watching it and that was my first memory. Um, and then the early 80s, as Al said, um, sorry, Dan, you said, it, I was at school um, with a lot of people you know, Daniel. And mm-hmm. every, it, you were the ones, it was Ozzy Ardiles and Ricky Villa, and, and Arsenal were, as 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 Alan said, we were just like, oh, yeah. it, it was dire. But George Graham comes in, and I don't know if it was '85, but he won the cup in '86. Right. 86. So then we didn't. We, I thought it was '86. We won it. Was it '87 then? No, '87. '87, we won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So '87. From then on, Dan, I'm not being funny. Yeah. For us, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not just being a, a, an Arsenal fan. It's been all us, okay? Because then you've had '89, obviously. Then we won the league. Then we won the cups then Wenger comes in, then we win the double and the Invincibles and Tottenham are nowhere to be seen winning yeah. a trophy. And I, I'm just talking fact here. I'm, yeah, well, it's not no, cyclical because no, no. you haven't, when's the last time you won the league? It was in black no, and but, white. Yeah, so, right. no, sorry, what I mean, right, so what I'm trying to say is when you say mutual respect, it, it's, it's a weird thing for young Arsenal fans that are not around the London area because they don't hate Spurs as much as the older fans. So hmm. when you talk to them, they hate Chelsea, they hate Man United. It's so weird for me because number one is Spurs. I don't really have a yeah. number two. I don't hate anyone go, as much as I hate you lot. So,
3: But if but, you go back to the 60s, Amanda, there's yes, a lot but, of people. They, no, I'm not talking about success. I'm talking about people in the 60s. You go one week to Tottenham and one week to Arsenal. Yes, right, my dad So did. many people did that.
2: My dad did because, yeah. uh, uh, as everybody knows, my mother's family are completely Tottenham, every single one of them. My grandfather was a season ticket holder at Tottenham and used to take my dad when he wasn't at Arsenal. Yeah. That, is, that, was a, yeah. that was a traditional thing to do, um, which is, it is so bizarre in my head now, but that was in the 60s. But wow. early 70s, we won the double. So...
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: It's just a weird situation, really, when you're 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 a nice fan, Daniel. I, I'm i not as nice as you because <laughs> I don't see any mutual respect whatsoever. It's I, like when... I, I, I...
1: Go on. No, I, I. Do you know what? I, I, I sort of get what Daniel means by the mutual respect, yeah. and, and maybe, I don't know if respect is the right word. But when he spoke about like, so if someone says to me, "I'm a Chelsea fan," I, I would put them in the category of, well, were you before Abramovich or after Abramovich, and then I would judge them on sort of maybe what they know about football, and you know, you don't want to do it with kids and people like that. But you, you know, you'll see kids around. North London now walking around in Man City shirts, and that's only because of what's happened there in mm. you know recent years. It's nothing to do with some long-standing family connection to to Man City or anything like that. So I, mean. I have a lot of respect for the. the I mean, I used to coach a kids' football team in in Barnet. So there was a pretty even split of of Arsenal and and Tottenham fans. I had mm. respect for those kids that were Tottenham fans because their family were Tottenham fans, and the fact that. They were seeing kids in turn up in Liverpool shirts, United shirts, Chelsea shirts, and, and just purely glory hunting and not sort of supporting a team that were local to them. Yeah. And I, I sort of get that. I get I do get that you've got to have that respect in that. I think it is it is a a good decision to support a team that are local or sort of kept in your family. And and I think that's how I see Tottenham fans. And the Tottenham fans that I know. Obviously, you know, if if you live in North London, you're going to interact with Tottenham fans on a daily basis. And if you keep the football out of it, you will, you know, you will know nice ones. Like you you, like you know Daniel. But I still think if someone says to me they support Tottenham, I have genuine football respect for the fact that they support a team that where they haven't glory hunted.
3: So thank you, and th- that's absolutely the point that I was making. And what I don't like, and what I can't stand, and don't understand, is people that say you're an Arsenal fan, you're a Spurs fan, and they go and beat seven barrels of crap out of each other. I, I just don't get it. I, I just well, don't understand that. the thing is,
1: t- the thing is, I think the problem. We want to get into that because it is a, it is a, it is a terrible topic. But I think we've always experienced that we've got that whenever we've gone over to. You know, we've had genuine fans go over to your stadium and, yeah. and have terrible things happen to them. I don't, yeah. I like to think it hasn't happened vice versa, but there are certain elements, and I think there's more in the Tottenham support that have taken that hatred a little bit too far
3: in recent
1: times. And I know Arsenal won't have completely 100% angels in their mm. support, too.
2: No, and, and that, I mean, Daniel knows, I don't know if you remember, Daniel, the situation that I was in. Um, I've been to the old White Hart Lane hundreds of times over the years. The problem we always had was there's only one entrance in and one entrance out, and it's frightening. And, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, like, quiet when I come out of that ground because it's it's too scary when you come out the Emirates, you've got five different ways that you can go. Obviously, that's not, not your fault. But what not I've done—not for the away
3: fans—it's pretty channelled. Fans no, it's channelled. It's channelled one way.
2: Yeah, exactly. But n- what? Yeah, no. At the Emirates, because I yeah. see as you come out the away, we come with you where I come, so I meet hmm. you on the bridge. But you yeah. could go right if you wanted to, and you can go left.
0: It's
3: and normally called it's no, no,
2: got- it isn't. Not when you come out. Not when you come out. No, oh, we'll see uh, tomorrow. Because it's the East End. It's my side. We all mingle together and you can go that way or that way. And if you haven't got colours on, no one's going to know who you are. Come out of Tottenham, you've got to go right. And it is absolutely frightening. And that day I came to watch the league game. I mean, it's a whole other story. I don't know if you remember, Dan, but I was caught in the police cordon because... Tottenham fans were on the traffic lights with glass. And, and I mean, I was there. This is not paper talk. I was there. It was the most frightened I've ever been. And many um, – I had a Tottenham friend that was taking me home and he, I couldn't get there for an hour and a half, an hour and a half to try and get out to protect myself. Glass was thrown at me. Uh, that is too, too much. And I'm to crazy. tell you, th- I don't see Arsenal doing that. We are not angels, as Alan said. But I, if I did see that, I would try and stop anything. Mm. I did take a couple of Tottenham friends round the, the Emirates about five, six years ago. They were in colours. I wasn't. And I was getting booed because they thought I was Tottenham, <laughs> which was funny. I wanted I was telling everyone, I'm not Tottenham. They're just my friends. I'm not Tottenham. They're just my <laughs> friends. But but they felt it was intimidating, but it wasn't anything like you get up Seven Sisters Road, Dan. Obviously, that's not your fault, and I know that you you have bought. You are not, you're not for any of that. I so get that. But it isn't, it isn't one of the nicest places to go. And it's not only Arsenal fans that say that, Dan. My northern friends say that as well. It's just not pleasant. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. And I don't know why it goes so far. I get rivalry, the banter. We've all got Arsenal and Tottenham friends in our lives. We've all got different football fans, but it goes far too far at your ground. And that's and since then I've not been back because I don't feel safe enough to come out and exactly. get home. And that's a shame. And yes, I mean you can't deny how your stadium looks incredible and the noise. But but Dan, honestly, every Arsenal fan thinks, and many other fans think that it comes through the speakers. It's it's just a common. It doesn't.
3: Uh, it, it's it, so it doesn't. weird. It doesn't. I promise it, you, it doesn't. I swear. to you. like I said, I'm part of the. I promise you, I'm part of the Match Day production team, right on commentary. I, uh, take it from me. Take, Fair um, enough. Take it from. Um, all right. So they 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 did something like that. I think it was a Wembley. And after 20 minutes, it was stopped because it was just utterly ridiculous. It was just utterly ridiculous. But it's never happened at the new stadium. And well, it,
2: to everyone listening, I know Daniel so I, and I, he wouldn't lie. <laughs> so I, and, and maybe what's we're what's wrong happening?
1: then. <laughs> I've only known him half an hour and I think he's a decent guy and I totally believe him. But <laughs> definitely and but. i've just seen it now there's an online article that says that the chance any chance were played back in a loop into the speakers to amplify it's them
3: so who it's published, genu- it? Who published it's it?
1: generated but it's the independent wrote this in right, 2017 okay. the new design of the Tottenham stadium will ensure it wasn't even chants open till 2019 it's in 2019
3: thing well okay I know, but uh, open invitation. in the design
1: the atmosphere will be amplified by playing the sound through the
3: speakers and open invitation to both of you right next time you're at tottenham and i appreciate you you're there every, every few weeks come over to where i'm i'll show you the stadium briefing I'd love to. in terms of the match date you'll be more than amanda's got my info we'll pass it on <laughs> at hang on heart i'd be mortified if that was the case I, I oh. wouldn't certainly be here defending them if they and do something wrong if they do something wrong I've, i I don't defend them no
2: that's that is not
3: the, that's not that's not the case
2: okay look let's move on from the speaker gate as we're gonna call it because <laughs> I actually thought it was just a common thing that you did and everybody knew it because we've not. always spoken about it but let's just move on right so tomorrow's match yep um it's going to be an interesting one, and and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because Arsenal have lost just one of the last 29 league games against Spurs at home. And I don't know whether this is this is I'm bocking it or not, but we're top of the league. We are going well. It's going to be passionate tomorrow. So, Al, talk to me about how you see. How you see us setting up for a start?
1: I can see Arteta using his usual motivational tactics to say that the first 10 minutes is key and ensuring that we're on the front foot. Um, I think that Conte will know that. He will play up to that. And I think that he will play his usual defensive game to try and catch Arsenal on the break. We've seen it time and time again. I think even the, the Kieran Tierney clip was doing the, the rounds today where he's saying, just don't let them counterattack." attack It's all they've got. Don't let them counter-attack. I, I think that's a bit too simplistic. And I, I also think that if Conte had scouted us well, and you know I believe like all top managers, he does his homework and he certainly has good analytics. Mm. If I was him, I would play it completely different tomorrow. I would... I would abandon what I would sort of call his own defensive Italian principles and say that if you are going to play only two in midfield and play sort of three up front or certainly three players with attacking prowess, including, you know, Kane and Son, who should be back in the team after scoring a hat-trick, I think he really needs to try and cause us problems and go for us. And I actually think the way that Tottenham can win this game is a, is a 3-2 or a 4-3 or something like that. I think that if he actually comes to play his normal game and the cautious game, it will play into our hands. And I think that we'll nick a 1-0 or a 2-0. Um, we haven't kept a clean sheet at home in the Premier League for over 200 days. So you're looking at Tottenham scoring tomorrow because yeah. you know they're, they're a better than average Premier League team that are coming to the Emirates, a place where we haven't kept a clean sheet at home for over 200 days. They need to exploit that. And if I was Conte, I would abandon those uh, defensive principles. And I would say we do have the strikers to cause Arsenal harm. And we can go home and try and and make it a shootout. And in a shootout, I actually fear that Tottenham will win. I don't have much of a fear there because I don't think he'll do it. And I think he will come. And I think he'll try and silence us in the first 10. And I think it will become a, a stagnated game where Arsenal will have more of the ball and be allowed to have more of the ball. Because of that, I think that we'll edge the game, maybe 1-0 or 2-1. Oh,
2: I haven't come to predictions yet. I was just listening to that <laughs> analysis. Um so-
3: it's, it, it's interesting because you basically said what I was going to say in terms of the midfield. He said, it, Conte said as much in his presser yesterday. Um, the last what, 25 minutes of the Leicester game before the international break, um, he did that. He brought Bissouma on and played three in the middle. The, inj- the potential injury to Kuliszewski would enable that as well. And you can still play three up front in the form of um, and Kane and Son. Son scored twice in the international break. Plus, he got the hat-trick last time out. Richarlison scored three times in the international break. He'll be hungry. I think he got sent off against Arsenal last year, didn't he, up at Goodison Park? Um, it's, it's, you know, he he's hungry. Um, we do let teams have the ball. I think if we do that tomorrow, then, um yeah that, that could be costly. Um, I think mean, one thing you may not be aware of, or uh, Gabriel Casus, is on four yellow cards. If he gets yeah. booked tomorrow, he's out of the Liverpool game, which, yeah, we know which that. will be a big blow for you as well. Um, we have players that have travelled a long way. Uh, Sanchez, Romero, both potentially going to start tomorrow at the back. They were both both in America. I think Sanchez in California, Romero in New Jersey. They played in the early hours of Wednesday, didn't get back to Thursday. Jet lag could be a factor there. Um if we play two in the middle, I'm not confident. If we do play three in the middle, bring Bissouma in. Um, I was at Arsenal Brighton last year. Bissouma had a really good game. I think he might have scored. I, I, I yeah, he did. And I think that was the last time you were beaten at home. And Brighton the following week played us. And then that was the last time we were beaten in the Premier League. So um, yeah, everything sort of goes back towards Brighton. But I think if Bissouma plays, then... Um, with Ben Tankour and Hoibio, that could be interesting. But both teams are better in terms of players this season to last year. You're rejuvenated up front. You're rejuvenated at the back with Saliba, who, who's an excellent player. Um, and Yeah, and obviously Gabriel Jesus has come in and hit the ground running. But um, we have players as well capable of winning that game. And um, tactically, it's going to be a masterclass. I, I think it's going to be who blinks first. Um, first 15 minutes are going to be key and um, I think both teams will tire towards the end because of the international uh,
2: mm, Dan, I think we're coming for you within the first 10 seconds. I think it's going to be – we will. No, 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 we will. It, it's going to – I just can predict in my head that the minute it's kickoff, we're gone. We will come at you. Um, I'm just worried that we don't play like the high line because we've got caught out and, and, and for me, you know, if we can stop the supply to Kane – which is where Party will come in if if he's playing tomorrow. If we is he can... fit
3: though, is Party fit? Yeah, he played. He, he if... didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He was going to play for Ghana. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. He, he pulled out in the warm up. Last all, game all, he played our for
2: tetra... us.
1: Dom. Yeah. All Arteta has said is that he he is available for selection in the squad. So he hasn't actually alluded to the fact he could be in the first team. But mm. he is—he's going to be—he's going to be named in the squad. But he's going to be key because Kane, these days, you know, he's getting a bit older. Maybe he's getting a bit wiser. Maybe he also realises he has other players that he can bring into play. But he does drop deep and he likes to do that turn on the ball and then sort of flick mm-hmm. it round. And you've got to get party right up his backside and make sure that he's not doing that. Yeah. And he'll be—he'll be, you know, told to go and do that. Amanda, what do you think that with the all or nothing? You know, we got a bit more insight into our team and our, certainly our manager. Um, I even warmed to him because I was very neutral on him in terms yeah, of the personality. I didn't like him as a player. Uh, I don't mean hate him. I mean as in just didn't warm to him as a player. I really warmed to him overall or nothing. That's not to say there were a few glaring things in there that he's got to learn. And I thought one of them was having us too riled up four matches and you've just said we're going to go at them in the first 10 seconds but if you remember our our best period of the game away at White Hart Lane in that winner-takes-all Champions League game last season was actually the first five or six minutes where we did go at Tottenham we did chase them down we did look as if we were going to be the aggressors in the game but Tottenham sat that up completely and obviously you know got their rewards for being calm and measured and I wonder if Conte is going to be saying that to them.
2: It's very different game. Different players, not away from home. It's, you know, it's not top four at stake. Less at stake.
1: It's possibly, completely
2: yeah, different. Yeah. And I wanted to yeah. say about all or nothing, Dan, as you can see, Alan warned to Arteta, which is what happened to a lot of people that were yeah. a little bit unsure. Um, oh no, no, Al, it's, it's totally different, but we will go at them. It's not, I'm not talking about aggressive, losing heads, stuff like that. I don't think they'll be riled up the way that Son did his elbow to holding and holding reacted and he and obviously Son gets away with it and holding goes off. It's not gonna be like that. It's gonna mm. be us going at them. As in football, not not aggressive, and we've got different players. Jesus didn't play for us then. Zinchenko wasn't playing for us then. I don't think Party was on the pitch because he was injured. It's gonna. Yeah. I, it, it's totally a different situation, and it's at home at half past twelve. It's not. I think it was a night game that night. It was oh, totally different. But but I, I want to ask Daniel a question, and and this is a serious one, Daniel. This isn't me taking the mic or anything like that. Uh-oh. I actually think that. You've, you're have you pretty average this season. Really, really weirdly, I've watched a lot of your games. If you watch you against Nottingham Forest, they had about 20 chances. I just think people are not taking their chances against you. But do, are, are you impressed with what um, Conte's done this season? Do you feel... How can I put this? I don't want to sound like an Arsenal fan, but I think you're pretty average. You've just got away with it at the moment. That's all. You know... I know what
3: you're saying i mean i I certainly wouldn't say we're average i mean there's so many teams that have done well by um not playing particularly well and then going on to to win i think certainly the first four or five games were against sides that we lost against last season in equivalent fixtures and we won them that has to be an improvement of course we're not we're not firing on all cylinders yet you know we showed against leicester that we can do that we can turn it on first half in that game was awful but um, you know, I take your point absolutely about the Nottingham Forest game. You know, we did get away with one. We got we got away with it mm-hmm. at Chelsea as well. But you know, Chelsea last year we lost. You know, Southampton. You know, all the games that we're winning this season, we lost last year. And you know, it's about the three points. You know, you won the league under George Graham when you won nil every week. You know, if you can grind out the results and if you can, and if you can win ugly, fantastic. We, that's ha- a real, we haven't.
1: That's a real on.
3: myth. <laughs> okay, yeah. but
1: uh, the one nil to the Arsenal came from our cup, uh, cup winners' cup campaign, yeah. nothing to do but with you, the league.
3: Okay, but, but what, you, didn't s- great, you,
1: well, we you did didn't play great, we did play great football.
2: Well, well, we did. I mean, I know what you're saying about we did, the ball, yeah. we did. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: okay. but again, it's I'll, I'll send you the videos of uh, the 89 <laughs> season and 91 <laughs> season and the season right. after that. The video was actually called 92 for 92 because we scored nearly 100 goals the season after that, under supposedly boring George Brown football.
3: Anyway, so, but yeah, back to the point. And again, um, I accept what you're saying, obviously. But um, no, we haven't played great football all all of the time. We have played it in, you know, fleeting moments. Better teams up front may have punished us. And tomorrow may be one of those games that we do get punished. Um, you know, I think if we can keep Jesus quiet, then... I think that's going to be a big plus. You know, again, I've seen a lot of him this season. He can play 25, 30 minutes at a time and be outstanding and then disappear for 25 minutes at a time. And so, Mario, you might not be able to afford that luxury.
2: No, you won't. And I'm just going to say something that Cole said. It's very true. If Forrest had a decent striker, Spurs would have been hammered and rode their luck against Chelsea. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad you can see that, Dan, because... I felt like you've got away with games, but you're right. Yeah. You know, championship winning uh, teams do play and, you know, not so great and win games. I sort yeah. of get that. But, but I, I think do... uh,
1: it really depends on how you switch out of that because you're, you're right, Amanda. Mm. I mean, sometimes you can be a title winning team that is getting a few lucky breaks, but waiting for it all to click and it clicks right. And you not only have the results, but you get the performances yeah, with it as well. for sure. But Absolutely. we've got recent history at Arsenal of a season.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Chumbacasino.com. No
0: purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Pretty similar to that. The first, the, the first Unai Emery season, he had a couple of difficult fixtures at the start. I think, you know, we played City at home and then maybe Chelsea away. Um, but then we went on a 22-game unbeaten run. And everyone thought our problems were solved. You know, we got this new guy in. Isn't it wonderful? But the numbers after those games showed that we were actually being battered and teams weren't taking their chances against us. And at that pivotal point halfway through the season, we were looking at, well, maybe, just maybe, we'll start performing and the results will stay the same. They didn't. The results turned against us and the performances Mm. were still as bad. And that's obviously what ultimately cost us uh, the top four that season. I can't really see that happening with Conte because I think that mm. it was proven last year that he did improve you, and sure. he did he did yeah and and but also he got to grips with any problems that occurred during the season. Mm. So I actually think it's an ominous sign that you're playing badly and winning at the moment.
2: What you think is a little awesome. bit like our Emery run? Is that what you're thinking?
1: But I think they're going to switch out of it, Amanda, on the fact that Conte. Is a a better manager? Yeah. There's a slightly better personnel to choose from. Yeah. And he's already proven that he can go on a a, a downward streak. I mean, I, f- I forget the games last season, but there was a there was a there was a period where he's actually under pressure, wasn't there, Daniel? There was a, a sort of a period. I think you lost in Europe, and there was a couple of other games. Yeah, where he cu- just wasn't playing cu- that cu-
3: well. Hamster and there was no plan B. He didn't because he, he didn't yeah. have the players. To, he didn't have the players to change things around. You know, we've bought well. We've got a stronger bench we've got more options than we've ever had before and we've got the best manager i mean at the time of of his signing he's the highest caliber manager that we've ever appointed you know bill nicholson became bill nicholson birkinshaw became birkinshaw etc etc right you know Mourinho was already on his way down you know this guy he's the real deal and if he can't get success for us nobody will do you, though, <laughs> do you think
2: do you think though that there's been rumours, isn't there, about Conte and the Juventus oh. job? Do you think yeah, it's, it's you. just paper talk? Yeah. Do yeah, you think he'd go back
3: yeah. or not? Would he go back? Yeah, of course he'll go back to Italy. Would he go back this season? No, I don't think he will. Um, I think he needs to have at least two seasons, you know. He, he joined was it last November. Um, you know, he needs to have one full season and he's spoken, he's spoken himself. You need three or four transfer windows to really make your mark and then have a run on it. And I'm not saying it because it's Conte and Tottenham. Clubs generally, you can't yep. be Watford, right? You can't change managers at the drop of a hat. I mean, looking at Arsenal as well, they've stuck, they've stuck by um, Arteta and it's starting to pay dividends now. Clubs generally need to be patient. They need to let managers do the job they are employed to do and not panic.
2: Yes, Daniel. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, okay, so are you are you worried about tomorrow, Daniel? Are I'm you... worried about every
3: game we play. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> I'm a Spurs no, um, <laughs> fan. Listen, Arsenal started the season really, really well. You know, you can't you can't deny that. Arsenal are at home. You know, the crowd's noisy. Everyone's going to be up for it. I'd be a liar if I said I'm not worried. Am I confident in our own team? Do I think we have the players that can win the game? Absolutely. Will we win the game? Ask me up ask two. <laughs>
2: There's a really good question that's just come in from Lynn. Um, Lynn always follows this show. Thank you so much for your support. Dan, may I ask the question? Would you rather see Arsenal style of play or Spurs oh. style of play?
3: I mean, what is a Spurs style of play at the moment? I mean, um, Alan sort of alluded to it earlier on. You know, some games we go out and we will attack and we will blow teams apart. Uh, other, t- um, other times we can struggle to hit two passes together and ride our luck. Maybe we'll get a result, maybe we won't. Uh, as I keep saying, I've seen a lot of Arsenal this season. You know, they have played well in some games and not so well in other games. I just think, yeah. <sighs> what Yeah, what is Tottenham's style of football? Um, Yeah, if we can play the Spurs way, I would see that every day of the week. Yes. Arsenal are playing well at the moment. I think it's the best you're going to get out
2: of me. I disagree slightly with you about our starts of the season. We haven't played well some and bad some. We've played well, generally. I
1: I disagree, Amanda. Totally disagree. I think
2: we've played well because I think when we've gone 1-0 down or they've scored, we're straight back the other end. Even at United, we didn't play badly Al.
1: Our home games have been poor. What? No. They have. Four. Terrible. Maybe not that far, but look, Fulham were relegation favourites. We narrowly beat them 2-1. Aston Villa were in dire straits when they came to us. We narrowly beat them 2-1. Leicester struggled to score two against anyone and they scored two against us. I honestly think our home form is Mm -hmm. questionable. And I'll tell you what, the weirdest thing is, We've only played, you know, one difficult fixture this season, I would say, and that was away at Manchester United, and we got and we got beat by two goals. So I'm not ultimately convinced that we turned the corner. Obviously, I hope we have, and I'm loving being top of the league. I think a few people, I, I mean, I know you, you're tempering your predictions, but a few people have gone really far with their predictions today. We'll batter Tottenham tomorrow. No, We're top no. Of the league. We're title no. title contenders. <laughs> no. Let's let's just let's just get through one game at a time because I tell you what, a defeat tomorrow suddenly has the accusations coming back out that all right, you beat a few teams that were gonna probably finish in the bottom twelve. Couldn't beat United away, and now you can't beat Tottenham. And that's definitely what will be levelled at Arteta's team tomorrow if oh, we don't wow. win the game.
2: No, come on. <coughs> come on. I'm sorry. I, I, I disagree with you about the home form. But the obviously... results
1: are in front of me here.
2: Well, we so beat them. So we haven't lost.
1: Arrow win. Arrow win. Aspen Villa.
2: Al, your sound keeps going off and on. Arrow Al, win. go nearer to your mic. Your sound keeps going on and off. But can I just say something that you for your Forgetting At Man United, we scored a very good goal to begin with that was taken off by VAR. So how do you know we wouldn't have won that game? That probably knocked us. And we made mistakes. We played too high lane. It was not a foul. But anyway, look, Dan, it'll end up me and Alan will be arguing on here, not me and you. (laughs) Look,
1: look,
3: I'm just saying
1: we need to temper our enthusiasm just because a defeat tomorrow starts to make our start of season form Look yeah. like we just beat a load of teams that we were meant to beat. And in the cases of at home, that's, only by a one goal.
3: That's the phrase. That's the phrase. You have beaten teams that you were meant to... That, sorry, that you should be beating. Yeah, it's okay. quite possible. It's quite so possible. I'm going ask, I want to see it's... tomorrow that that's proven wrong.
2: I want to ask Gooners in the chat room. Who do you agree with, Alan or myself? Come on, let, let's see what... See if who, who thinks what, because I think... I don't, I don't agree, but I just want to ask a couple more questions. But what don't
1: you agree with? The results are actually there in front of me. We're so, top of
2: the league. We can't be that bad at home.
1: I'm sorry. I, I didn't say bad. I didn't say bad. You did. You said bad and as, poor form. That was harsh, but I said we might not be as good as we're saying because if you look at the teams we've beaten, especially at home, the two narrow wins against Fulham and Aston Villa, don't tell me that we're amazing title contenders. They tell me that we narrowly beat two teams we should have beat at home, and so we have still who, got this problem okay. with clean sheets at home. Okay, so, so it who, could be a problem. I hope but, I'm wrong. Hope but I'm the,
2: wrong. name a team that's gone to Brent, Brentford and done that. Oh wait, go on. We
1: caught them on a good day. I must. Admit, oh, well, and we you've
2: always on... got an excuse of why we. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, you're hilarious. I,
1: I, 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 I've not seen Brentford players badly in the Premier League, so that was. Oh, a good did day we play well?
2: Or did we play well? well. We definitely played well. We played brilliant.
1: We played well in that game. We played well in the Palace game. We played well in the United game. And we played well in the Bournemouth game. They're the four away games. In the home games, we haven't played so well. So I just want to see that change tomorrow.
2: Right. I've got two people that agree with me. We've got Carl that says agree with Amanda and Amanda (coughs) for me. Um... He has
1: to agree with you. I was
2: gonna say colo has to agree. Cull doesn't have to agree with me, and trust me, he doesn't. But Guna Vettel says, I I I think you're being harsh. Okay, I think you need to come down a little bit on the bad, poor form. I think there are times that we haven't played superb. I, I absolutely agree with that, but I do feel oh. man United. I know what you're saying about the top six, maybe we haven't played them yet. We played United, we got done by VAI. And then it just all went to pot. I get that. We've got Tottenham tomorrow. I understand what you're saying now. If, for any reason, God forbid on earth, we lose tomorrow, I understand what's going to come out. But I still Uh, think... Go on, sorry, Dan.
3: I was going to say, and then Liverpool next week as well. You've got nine games in October.
2: I know, I know. Big, and it's big, coming big thick month. and fast. But we've got big a good month. squad. And and not only that, oh. um, what well, well, you, well, well, I would say, you've got a good I'm, a good I'm start more worried 11. about playing Spurs than Liverpool this season. Let me tell you that. I've watched really? Liverpool.
3: I've watched Spurs. You'd be more worried playing Liverpool than us.
2: But, but you <laughs> are winning games where, know, you know, I'm you've joking. been lucky in, in certain respects. But, OK, OK, let's... You're, you know, we look at our, we've got a whole spine now from start to finish, from the goalkeeper defence, midfield to the strike, which we didn't have because Lacazette wasn't scoring, Aubameyang was doing what he was doing. And it just wasn't working as much as I love Lacazette. What he's done now by bringing in Jesus, Martinelli, you forget about him. You know, we've got people on that pitch now that it is all clicking and it's going well. Also, I'd you like bet. to wish... Yeah. ESR, good luck in his recovery. I'd heard about this groin injury and I'm gutted we're not going to see him for a few months, but he'll come back hmm. bigger and stronger. Um, you know, what I what I feel is our defence is, is, I don't even want to say it because I just know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we're more confident in our defence. We're more confident in midfield. We've got Xhaka playing like, he's like a new player um, in yeah. a right position. We've got strikers galore. We've got Jesus, well, No, 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 and- we haven't. Hold on, sorry. We
1: yeah. haven't got strikers galore. We are right. one. Absolutely. We are one Jesus injury away from having a championship.
2: Okay, I know what you're saying. Eddie sorry, what uh, that wasn't Absolutely. my question. My question was Absolutely. to to um, to Dan. Is your defense and your attack? You've got mm-hmm. Kane and Son. No one can deny. No one with yep. any ounce of sense can deny how what a fantastic. Awesome player, Sonny's. You just can't. If I could have him in my team, I would. Kane gets away with bloody murder with everything he does. Oh. But again, hold on, really? Dan. Oh. You can't deny how good he is either. I'm oh. not saying no. that, but he gets away with bloody murder. He really, really does with the refs and VAR. Moving on from that, because I know what you're going to say to me. Um, your defense, are you more impressed with him this season or 100%. less? Right. Much
3: more. I mean, so your transfer go Romero...
2: work for you, yeah?
3: Romero, I mean he he joined last season. For me, and I choose my words carefully, one I'm not saying the best, one of the best defenders in the Premier League currently, one of the best defenders I've seen at Tottenham in my forty forty seven years going. Quality. Absolute quality. A bit of a temperament. Mm-hmm. But when he joined us, he was voted the best defender in Syria and the season before. You don't get that accolade easily. Uh Clement Longley. Hit the ground running. He looks like a young Jan Vertonghen. Sanchez, there's always some mistake in him. Dyer absolutely deserves to be back in the England setup. Not the best defender in the country. Solid, reliable. He scored a couple of goals this season. We've scored more goals from headers this season than any other team in the Premier League. We've got a new set-piece coach that's come in. We've scored more goals from corners, I think, already this season than we did the whole of last season. That's like us as well. Has got to yeah. You've scored four. We've scored seven from headers this season. Um, it's in defence. We are a lot better than we used to be. A lot better.
2: Okay, so it, it's really interesting. Do you, I'm going to ask Alan this as well, and I'm going to, but Dan, I'm going to come to you first. Okay. Do you think that your league placing, your third, is flattering, or do you think you deserve to be there?
3: It's flattering from some of the performances. We deserve to be there on results. It is as simple as that. If you go unbeaten going into the first international break after what six or seven games, and you know we won, I think five of them, then you deserve to be right up there. Who have you played very... then? Yeah. Okay. All right. We beat Leicester. We beat Southampton. You know, we drew at Chelsea. We drew at West Ham. But these are all games that we lost last season, and that's the thing. So. You know, we beat Man City twice last season. That's unlikely to happen this year. We didn't lose against Liverpool over two games. But you know, if we can catch up and make up points against teams that we lost last season, then that's gonna do our point tally come the end of the season. Wonders. And so far that's happening. That's all you can ask for. That's you always you, for.
2: you always do well against City. Always do well against City at City. You know that. But that yeah. Harland, I hope he's playing against he's an a lot. He's, He's a beast, an isn't he? unbelievable yeah. unit. He really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, Al, going to ask you that then? Do you think first is flattering where we uh, Arsenal? Uh,
1: in, <laughs> on the basis that we won't finish there, it has to be, um, and it's an early season table. I mean, i i I don't look at I, I don't look at league tables till about ten games in, and even yeah. then they can lie. They can actually yeah. lie after about thirty odd games. I mean, the, the true measure of a team the true measure of a team is, is usually about 50 games, which is 12 more games than the Premier League season. So you're never really getting a true, true measure of a team's ability. Um, so the league table can lie at any point in the season. There have definitely been deserved placings, you know, like City definitely deserved to win it last year. That wasn't lying, but there'll be other places within it that could, could have been yeah. a bit off. We're not going to finish first. So you have to say first is flattering to us at this moment in time. But the thing is, I can't see us finishing any lower than fifth. So it can only be two or three places out because we are in that section where we're going to be. And, so, and I think Tottenham are as well. We have, to, we have to say that whether or not you think they've, uh, they've been lucky or about to turn a corner with results and performances as well. They'll be in the top five as well. So, you know, they, they'll they only be one or two spaces away from wherever they're going to actually end up anyway. So, um, the, league, the league table will take shape a little bit more over the next four or five games. And I just think, I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Dan, Dan said, you know, we've got Liverpool after Tottenham. The accusations could be flying then if we lose both those games. But we were then due to play City. And it's only mm. the postponement of the, yeah. the PSV game mm. that has actually meant that we're going to not see Haaland and this, you know, beastly striker until we play him away and uh, get this game rearranged. And I hope it's right at the end of the season when they've got a Champions League final to look forward to or something like that. And they don't <laughs> even play. And We need three points to be in the top four and we when we beat them. So imagine if we were playing City as well. The papers would have been lapping it up if we'd have lost those three games on the trot Absolutely. saying, well, Absolutely. it's all well and good. You said you turned the corner. You've just been beating the teams you should have been. So I'm really pleased that game's off because... To play those three games on the bounce, I mean, I remember looking at it when the fixtures came out in June and I thought, that is brutal. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely brutal. Um, So so we've been a bit lucky there. We haven't been lucky Mm. in the sense that we're going to be playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday for about the next five weeks.
2: No, I know, and unfortunately, and we've got... So, Dan, we play you Saturday, then we've got FK Bodo on Thursday Mm. night, luckily at home. Then we've got Liverpool, then we've got PSP. It's non-stop. But Arnie Arneson wanted to say um, a point. Spurs have played teams lower than 14th outside Chelsea. So, where you're saying we haven't played anyone, mm, works both ways, that's all I'm going to say. Thank you for your point, Arnie. It's all very exciting. Um... Okay. Right, let's have a look. Let's put some. No, questions
1: they, they beat Fulham at home. They beat Fulham at home.
2: We both, we beat Fulham at home as well. But yeah, apparently, they're about no, fourteen. they're they're fourteen.
1: Mm.
2: They're Okay. Six. Oh, okay. So that's, that's Fine. Not right. I'm not checking these as I'm putting them out. You know that. Um, if Arsenal are one Jesus injury away from falling away, aren't City one Harlan's injury away from the no, same? No, no, because I didn't
1: say that. No. I didn't say that, Stefano. I said we're one Jesus injury away from having a championship-level player up front. Because Eddie Nketiah is not a Premier League-quality player. And I don't want to find out how bad he's going to be if we have to rely on him. Because any more than two or three games, he, we're not going to yeah. be able to rely on him.
3: That's what we're I said in, before, mate. We will be am. in
1: terrible trouble yeah. if Jesus gets any kind of long-term injury. I
3: agree. That's what I said before, man, Andrew, about you having a very good starting in heaven, a very good starting in heaven strength in depth isn't as strong as perhaps it could be you've just lost emil smith Rowe as well for for a number of months you said up up front you are sorely lacking in cover and that's one area that was so glaringly obvious for Tottenham fans over the last couple of years that that's been put right we have a much stronger bench now we have options
2: well, can I just say something? Look, let me just clarify my point. We've got strength in depth everywhere apart from Jesus. And second of all, I disagree. I think Eddie's been looking great. I mm. really do, Al. I think you've been a when? little bit harsh when? there. Oh, When's come he been on. Looking great? Oh, I yes. think he's had 30 I,
1: odd games. He scores I think one he, every
2: five. I think he's ch- he changed so many games last season. I mean, Azar has no, saying he's... Eddie's been looking great. Think well, of it. When? When? He's I think great. Eddie is better than Al his suggestion. I, I'm just
1: Look, again, I'm the looking one... at actual things on the bit of paper here saying he scored, uh, he, he's, he averages a goal about one in every five games. He hasn't had the opportunities, I grant him that. He hasn't. But in the Premier League, he will start to be found out. The only reason he played well last season is because Chelsea had scouted an immobile Lacazette and actually ended up facing a very mobile Enquetia. And that's how he got his goal against mm. them, because he was actually chasing them down. They didn't expect an Arsenal's forward to be doing that. Lacazette hadn't done that, and Aubameyang hadn't done that. As soon as sides worked in Kettier out, you well, know, like he's not Chelsea. been effective.
2: Oh, come on now. He, I don't he's, he's not so been effective. I'll I'll tell what, good.
1: Mlanda, I tell you what, Mlanda, I don't want it to have to be proven because I tell you what, if we have to rely on him for any period of games where he is our sole striker, mm, I we agree. will see a massive drop-off. He well, is wow. a championship-quality player, if that. He, he didn't get great. in the championship team for Leeds. He didn't get in the championship team for Leeds. And, and he's finished this thing. off he's got a John. stinking attitude as seen in all or nothing. I, I wouldn't have oh, him I in the team. That. And that's why we were trying to get rid of him.
2: Um I haven't seen that. I didn't really notice that in the all or nothing. He was being but...
1: he was being coached by these the 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 attacking uh coach, analytics, and he, he was all huffy in the in the, the analytics room and he walked out without thanking the guy. I don't know. I've got a well, big maybe... question mark about Inketia.
2: Okay. Really have.
1: Huge question mark.
2: What about when he went to Chelsea and destroyed them? I mean, He did which...
1: destroy them. They had scouted to play against Lacazette. Lacazette missed out the game. We played Nketiah instead. They'd obviously scouted someone that wasn't going to chase him down. Inketia did. He got a chance. He finished it.
2: He Sorry, played he well said. at the
1: end of last oh, season. Now. He played really <laughs> well Alan at the Rock end of and last didn't. season. <laughs> um <laughs> He played really well last season, but you won't rely on him for a, a, a tranche of games because, as I said, he's not a Premier League quality player.
2: But he, but Martinelli mm-hmm. can play striker as well. And as I was thinking that, as that I was just thinking, maybe yeah,
1: well.
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I thought well, uh, Melvin agrees with you, Melvin. Hello, Melvin, Uncle Melv. Eddie is a squad player at best. I mean, look, that's the beauty of football. It's all about opinions. But we've been chatting over an hour. I can't even believe this. So if we can just. <laughs> Go on to a little bit of uh, tomorrow. Let, let's just chat about tomorrow. So I want to know your predictions. Dan, what are you predicting?
3: 2-1. <laughs> Don't ask me who to.
2: Yeah, I'm going to ask you who to.
3: It, it genuinely, it's one of those that could go either way. Equally, it could be 3-0 to you or it could be 1-0 to us. What Nothing would surprise me.
2: Typical bloke. Oh, Come on. 1-0.
3: And I would take that.
2: Yeah. Okay, Alan. I'm writing this down, by the way. Go on.
1: I've got, a, got. A, so I've, I've agreed with most of the things Daniel said, but I disagree that it could be three nil to Arsenal. I don't see how it could be the way that I think the game will go. I think if Arsenal win it, as I said, I think it'll be a one-two-one-one-nil-two-one, and I think if Tottenham win it, or the way that Tottenham can win it is it for it to be a complete shootout and a sort of a 4 3 or four, 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 2 something like that i am going to hope that it is obviously the former and the arsenal nick it
2: 2-1 right so you're going to 1 and i'm going to all um i, I think two. it's my first yes yeah, my first prediction of the predict score of the it's season a fair because i think i think i can easily see that look as you said dan I can see anything happening tomorrow. It depends who turns up. It depends if the referee decides to actually book Harry Kane for fouling every five (laughs) seconds and getting away with it. It depends if VAR decides to be professional and actually go in favour of the correct decision and not Spurs' decision. And that's what I was going to talk to you about as well. If you look at some VAR decisions. I'm not going to go down our route because every (laughs) fan thinks they're against their club, but you have to see how many decisions you get. If you watch at Chelsea and trust me, I don't love Chelsea at all. When your player, I don't know who it was, pulled that bloke's hair in the penalty area and pushed him to the floor and you don't get anything. How can you Yeah, Romero? That's it. How do you It's the same referee?
3: It's the same referee tomorrow, by the way, that right. gives the, the right. stop again. Anthony I'm not Taylor. going for a
2: draw anymore. I'm not going for a draw anymore. Jared, but...
3: Gillett's, Jared Gillett's on VAR, the Australian guy. I, I need yeah, to
2: be the on VAR.
1: Is uh, he he's, he's the one that uh, disallowed Ham's goal at Chelsea? The, back, Plus, yeah, I think
3: it Good. was. What yeah,
2: did yeah, you yeah. say? Because your, your sound went again. Who disallowed what? West,
1: he disallowed so West Ham's it. goal at yeah. Chelsea, I believe, yeah.
2: Oh, uh, uh, the, it,
1: the equaliser.
2: I can tell you now, Dan, it, I, hope VA, I hope we're not discussing it. I just hope it's a it's a really good game. And obviously, it's a, uh, Arsenal win, no controversy. Um, stay top of the league, and you don't. I mean, obviously, that's what we both want. <laughs> um, oh, it's just been such a great show. I want to thank everyone in the chat room as well, because it's just nice to have a sensible chat, even though uh, I don't agree with Al. <laughs> There'll be me and Dan arguing, not me and Al. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It, it, it's it's been really interesting because I've wanted to get you on the show for a, for a while, and thank you so much for coming on, Dan. Um, Thanks, right. So tomorrow, half past twelve, the big kickoff, the big North London derby. We are it, we are going to be singing, Dan. We are going to be singing, and that place is going to be rocking. And I just hope that y- you know you have a great day out. If you just don't get the result that you want. um and thanks to everybody in the chat room. I really appreciate it. Just to give you an update on our next show. Um, as some of you know, Craig has uh, taken a break from um, hosting the podcast on Sundays and Mondays. He's not feeling very well mentally. He appreciates all your, um, you know, support on Twitter as well. He's taking a break. So we're going to keep it going. So there's going to be me, Suburban Gooner Chris and Cookie, um, who are normally on the Monday night. Show and Craig's, um, Craig. Sorry, Uh, Chris is going to be hosting. So Sunday night, seven thirty. Come back to YouTube and join us. Regardless of the score, no doubt Chris is going to have one of his infamous rants. He's a fantastic. (laughs) blogger as well go and check him out suburban Gooner on twitter you got uh james cook who's gray um and there'll be us three on sunday evening 7 30 we all wish craig well thank you for the comments for craig i'd like to say a big big thank you to my mate daniel Wynn. thank you my lovely
3: thank you for having me and good to meet you Anna. you too oh.
2: daniel oh it's just too nice it's just too I nice know. <laughs> it's just too nice. Um, have a terrible day to tomorrow, Daniel. Alan, have the best day ever. Everybody in the chat room, thank you so much. Thank you for watching. Please hit the like button, please subscribe, and remember, remember, North London is always red. Good night, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.